0: we agree ahead of time like how do i want that expressed what's that magic phrase that i want to hear
1: we can now predict the pattern right because it is a pattern
0: she said i would like you to say good morning i would like you to give me one update and i would like you to say good night that's fucking rad the person is telling you exactly what they need to be satisfied like talk about keys to the kingdom
1: i really do believe one of the most powerful things couples can do is learn from the past This question is from Lorena Padilla. How do you improve communication in having a lot of trouble communicating at a deeper level with my partner? Both of us have a lot of work and other activities. I feel so far from him. Is there something you could recommend?
0: Yes. So it starts with finding a um non-judgmental, non-threatening way to let him know that you need more time. So um you this happens to you with some frequency, not crazy, but and you just say, I'm feeling distant right now. Mm-hmm. And so when you say that, because you're not abusive of it, because I know that like a lot is going to have to be happening for you to get to that stage. Um When you say that, then we say, okay, we've got to really schedule some time where it's just us. Um, You know, when something like that happens, we may even cancel. If we had like plans with somebody else on the weekend or something, we'd cancel that and just make the weekend just about you and I. Um, nine times out of 10, we would just do it at the house, but maybe then we even like do a quick little short getaway or something like those are the times where you, you need to. And again, like this is where we've talked about it in an emotionally sober state where she's not like feeling the burn. And she said, Hey, there are times where I go through this and I do feel a bit distant and I want to reconnect. And how would you like me to express that to you? So even that, like we agree ahead of time, like how do I want that expressed? What's that magic phrase that I want to hear? And we agreed on I'm feeling distant. Um, And the reason I think that word works for us is then you like want to come back together. Mm. Like you want to be close, right? There needs to be physical closeness. There needs to be communication, no distractions, um, really like changing the routine, breaking the routine, whatever you need to do to make sure that you come together. And then quite frankly, we've built into our routine prophylactics against that And so even though I tease her about the um, synchronized mastication, uh, (laughs) like
1: eating, right,
0: we eat together (laughs) um, on the weekends, especially like I make sure that we do that. So and almost always, not always, always, but almost always we dinner together every night. Um, So even if I just like break away for 20 or 30 minutes to eat dinner and then I go back to work, like we will take that time. We'll sit together. We'll chat. Um, and doing those two things. So one, just sort of proactively trying to build things into your schedule and things that are respectful of what each of you need to make sure that you're getting that. Um, And here's a great quote. Women need to feel loved to have sex. Men need to have sex to feel loved. That was very beneficial for you and I to really understand sort of how we're coming at that. Um, But
1: really beneficial to understand Yeah.
0: So making sure that you're talking about these things and always doing that in a sober state. So, And when I say sober, I mean emotionally sober. So don't try to have the conversation when you're feeling it and you're feeling neglected and feeling distant and all of that in those moments you really need to put the things together that are one fun so don't come at it from like a place of i can't believe you've left me feeling distant mm-hmm. like you want to just okay set that aside for a minute what could we do together that would be really fun what would we enjoy do that get into like a happier brighter place and from there you can discuss like how do we prevent this from happening in the future what are the words that i can do that are non-judgmental non-confrontational that that you agree, like, this is the phrase that I want to hear so that we know what the trigger is, um, and then, you know, just talk through it. And then this is where I feel compelled to remind people that selection is the most important decision you will ever make in the relationship. So if you're dealing with somebody who's fixed mindset, who doesn't want to talk, who rolls their eyes at you every time that you want to talk about something, that's already problematic from a mm-hmm. selection standpoint. Um, and. Conversely, if you have somebody who it's like never enough and like they're just in like a bad loop and they can't break out of it and like realize that there are going to be times where you're going to need to be separate. And so they're very abusive of the like, well, this is what I need. And so you need to give it to me. And like that would be a nightmare. And we've all met people like that that are emotional suck you by, and they're just draining and it's like, God, they're never in a good mood. It's always negative. It's always pessimistic. Like that too would get really, really old. So make sure that you select somebody that fits your natural style. It's not necessarily helpful if you're already in a relationship, but I'm a huge fan of if you're in a relationship that is dysfunctional, at like a core fundamental level, not from a tactics level, because the tactics you can always change, but from a core fundamental like this person has a fixed mindset. Um, They live in a hostile universe. So like Einstein said, the most important decision any of us have to make is whether or not you live in a hostile or friendly universe. And it's a decision, it's just a choice you make, right? It's neither, but you decide that, hey, this is a world where things work for me, things are coming together to try to help me, and you're essentially optimistic, or are you pessimistic? I couldn't be with somebody who was a fixed mindset and pessimistic. I'm not spending my time in that universe.
1: Yeah, and going back to what you were saying about um, doing it when you're emotionally sober and stuff, a big thing that was like, let's, we can now predict the pattern. Right, because it is a pattern. Right. I know that if we go, let's say, two full weekends in a row, where I haven't felt like me and you have spent real quality time together, whether it's one or two hours just sitting outside Eating our food or whatever, like I now can foresee it will start to drain on me. Right. And then what will happen is I will start to look for things, ways to see if you're paying attention, right? And it's it will then go into um, like let's say we haven't really hung out for a while, and I dress up really nice, and you don't say anything. Then the you not saying anything actually like really upsets me even more because now I'm holding on to some attention, like I'm searching for it, and you don't give it to me now. Two weeks before that, I may mean, not have thought twice about it. I mean, we're like, yeah, I think I look right. good and I feel good. And so it doesn't matter if you say anything to me. But a couple of weeks down the line, if you've been really busy and then that happens, my reaction is gonna be different.
0: Can can I break your rhythm? I don't yeah. know if you were done there, but I wasn't um, done,
1: but so reminding pattern.
0: Pattern? Yeah. So there's something really important that I want people to hear. Like, she'll actually articulate it just like that. Like She'll maybe get annoyed or something, and I'll be like, Whoa, like, what was that? And then you'll actually go, You know what? Here's what it is. And that is, I think, our secret power as a couple being able to go, Maybe what I'm feeling is petty, fine, but this is actually what I'm feeling, and to articulate it calmly and in like detail and if you just listen and don't judge the other person and don't say well you shouldn't be feeling like that right and that was something that we talked about that very was early big, on like yeah. don't don't ever say like the other person shouldn't be feeling something right cuz you feel it and it's real and there's nothing anyone could ever tell you that's going to make that seem less yeah. valid like so- i'm going through it i'm feeling it right now and so we don't judge each other when the emotion is petty when it's aggressive when it's whatever it's like okay cool I'm so grateful that you've articulated that to yourself, to me, and now like we can meet on common ground and like you you always say this, you start with one fundamental question, does that person love me? Okay, they love me, awesome. If they love me, I know they're coming like maybe they're just in a weird place right now, whatever, but they love me. So this isn't an attack, this isn't them trying to hurt me or bring me down, like they're trying to get me to understand something. So I'll come at it from that perspective and let's, you know, find that common ground. All right, pattern.
1: Yeah, yeah um, that's absolutely right. I just basically look at patterns now, right, and go, how do I prevent this? Because that's the one thing is that sometimes people get into arguments or they butt heads. Um, they may kind of resolve it in the moment, but then they don't think about how do I prevent this in the future? Because having the same argument or the same problem over and over and over and over, and over, and over again is just like it's a waste of energy. It's a waste of time that you could be spending bonding and improving, getting better as a couple. And so we really do do that. Like once we've gone through, whether it's an argument or a disagreement or whatever, we'll then assess, like, how do I prevent this next time? And it's about pattern recognition, I think, right? It's about saying, well, I know that two weeks in a row, I'm not gonna, if I don't see him, if his schedule is really busy, I start to feel the burn. Even when I'm feeling amazing and our relationship is like really super tight. It's like I tell myself, don't be naive to think that you're not going to feel the burn again. And so if I see that your schedule is starting to get backed up, I'll come to you and say, look, I just how can we spend an hour together? How can we spend two hours together? What, you know, your, your schedule is going to be so busy over the next two or three weeks. It's going to be important to me that we spend time together. And then you will absolutely reciprocate on that one. You'll be like, absolutely. You know, and you will burn the house to the ground versus cancel on whatever that thing is that we've kind of decided it's going to be our, our joining moment and that's massive I think nice, yeah so communicating being honest um about how you're feeling and then going back to the pettiness like just being um if I do recognize that I'm being somewhat unreasonable or it's like you've got all this pressure and now I'm just adding pressure to you it's um yeah it's about like you still understanding where I'm coming from versus dismissing me That's really important. Like, don't dismiss the way the other person's feeling, even if you don't feel like there's a reason for it, if you know what I mean. Could you guys talk about texting in a relationship? I want my boyfriend to text me more and when I don't hear from him, I feel very insecure, lonely and neglected. He has a busy job during the day while I'm stuck at home most days trying to recover from an illness. We spend a lot of good quality time together during the week if he's not busy, but I can't shake the feeling that I really would like and appreciate it if he texts me more. I've mentioned this before to him that at a minimum, I'd like it if he texts me good morning, an update on his day and good night. He said it was stupid and that he didn't have any time or energy to worry about small details like not informing me where he was or who text who first i feel like i initiate the majority of the texts and it upsets me i also see his other social media accounts during the day and i find myself thinking why can't he send me a simple good morning text if he has time to post a story on other social media platforms what can i do for myself to change my mindset around this how do i broach this subject again without being shot or feeling like I am in the wrong or too stupid and needy? And do you guys have any guidelines for texting in a relationship?
0: Well, uh, it is always, always, always possible that the person writing in is framing their behavior in a way that is not accurate. But I will say, as framed here, the person who is refusing to send the text and is saying that's stupid is making a critical error of judgment. First of all, she's saying in a very articulate way, exactly what she's looking for. She has not been vague and not said like, I need enough text during the day to feel good about myself. She said, I would like you to say good morning. I would like you to give me one update and I would like you to say good night. That's fucking rad. The person is telling you exactly what they need to be satisfied. Like talk about keys to the kingdom. Also <clears throat> as framed in the question, that's not unreasonable.
1: Well, what Unless if, she's
0: saying she needs it broken into chapter and verse, like the update has to be, you know, six pages long. Right. But I don't see any of that evident in the question. What if what?
1: Oh, I was going to say, I totally agree with you at what you're saying. But there also needs to be leeway. So, for instance, when you travel, I don't hear from you. You won't say good morning. like
0: I do most of the time.
1: But, but, but here's the thing. I get it. So you do when you try.
0: H- hold on, crazy town. Yeah. Are you saying that I never?
1: No, no, no. You do. But like it's there'll be like you let's say you're gone for four days yeah two of the days we may have we may text each other right at the like at night when you're like babe i'm going to bed um I, you,
0: well i almost always oh, text you saying, something in the a, morning the
1: fun, sure i mean bless you you're well, being but defensive this is 100 this is percent because it,
0: it makes me think that that what's happening here is exactly that so that if one person like there's a discrepancy between i guess expectation and reality so for me i feel like i always try to make sure that you because i'm often uh because we live on the west coast i'm often somewhere ahead of you which Mm -hmm. means i'm waking up before Mm -hmm. you and i would say 80 percent of the time you wake up to a lovely text message yeah so the way that you were presenting it just now i felt like i was being robbed of my Uh, credit
1: i mean i guess i mean look i because it doesn't bother me i'm not really paying attention but when i think like of days where you've gone and for multiple days i'll go up to the room and i'll like get ready for bed i'm like oh we haven't even texted each other all day but i'm busy too so i don't hold it against you um but it's interesting you're getting defensive over that
0: because i i really try to make an effort to make sure that you wake up to a text message after that you're absolutely right But so when somebody is working to make sure that the other person has something, the other person's like, what? Oh, you you send me text messages? Uh,
1: But I mean,
0: I don't, if it doesn't bother you, then we're A-OK. And then I guess I just don't need to worry about texting you first thing in the morning.
1: Huh? Now you've said it, I'll be like, oh, you don't text me. (laughs) 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 So it's interesting that it's something that I haven't really paid too much attention to. so I really will now, because if you make an actual effort, like that's a bit shitty on my part for not like- I
0: wouldn't say shitty if I'm you- not
1: shitty, but like I, everyone wants to be appreciated. So yeah. if you're making an effort to text me in the morning, I should show appreciation. Like I'm saying it for myself. Um, so in my head, it was like, you text me sometimes, you text me sometimes, literally we'll go all day and I'll text you and I won't hear from you. I'll text you again, I won't hear from you. I'll text you again, I won't hear from you. But I know that you're super busy, so I don't think about it. Um, I forgot, Like this, we kind of got derailed. Well, I so she's what I saying
0: basically that she has made a very simple request oh, in my opinion. Right.
1: So sorry, that's what I was gonna say. So what if um, sometimes he doesn't, how does she then respond to that? Like, does he ever like try for a couple of days and then he doesn't and that's when she gets annoyed and he's just like, oh my God, I just didn't do it for one day and now you're upset? Or is it really like you said, how she painted it here where she's like, hey, this is what I would love. And he's like, no, that's stupid well, if someone's saying that stupid right off the bat, like they clearly um, aren't respecting your wishes. Like, and it doesn't mean that he has to say yes. I want to also make that abundantly clear because he may have a career and a job that doesn't allow that. And so for him, he may be seeing it as, you don't support me. Like, look, I'm really busy. I'm working really hard. And my social media is part of my business, right? Like, I don't know the situation. So So they have, I'd like a little bit of clarification there, but I guess... um, the point is, is that you're right if you're trying to reach out and say to somebody, hey, this is what I would like, and there's no negotiation. Then, you know, when you're saying you're stupid, then it, it doesn't show much respect and that would really hurt me. Like I would be like, huh, I've tried to be really understanding. I've tried to be articulate with him. I've even tried to explain, look, I'm really sick. Because that's what happens sometimes with me, right? Like if I'm feeling emotional and I'm in bed, I'll recognize it and say, look, I'm, I'm in bed, I'm feeling really shitty. If I text you, please do respond. Like, being that open, and then you'll reciprocate and of course, babe, like, 100%, but I also don't abuse that request either from you. Um, so, yeah, it really has to be both. Like, is she being really reasonable? It seems like you said. It really does seem like she is. Um, but how is he responding? And are, Is she giving... Um, what's the word? Um, is she willing to... Uh, words dropped from my head negotiate there you go so maybe it's like all right look mornings are really tough for me I'm always really busy in the morning when I wake up I get into my morning routine and texting you isn't one of them it's like okay maybe I can live without a text in the morning but if you don't mind it'd be lovely to hear from you and the reason why is because I'm really you know I'm feeling alone and right now I'm really struggling it'd be great if I felt like supported by you
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if part of what's going on is he feels guilty about not texting and more than he's unwilling to do it, he doesn't want her to feel like it's owed to her because then he has to feel bad about all the times that he hasn't done it or he forgets. Mm. And I remember at the beginning of our relationship, I would often, our arguments would center around you, me doing something, you feeling some kind of way about it, and then me trying to convince you not to feel that you shouldn't feel that way about it, which then basically makes you feel invalidated, which then escalates like the whole argument. And then once I realized, actually, this is about me feeling guilty, I would just start saying, wow, I'm so sorry. I feel really badly about that. And I don't, I really don't want to feel badly about this. So I'd like to come up with some solution. One, I would like the forgiveness for having done it. So I don't have to beat myself up over it. And then two, like, let's put a plan in place. Like, how do I go about doing it so that you know, we're meeting your needs. And getting that kind of breakdown is is pretty great. So being able to process through that, figuring out why he's responding the way that he's responding, because at least as painted here, it's, it's a very...
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: Unhelpful response to be beyond generous.
1: And also, you were always so very honest with me about, um, look, when I'm at work... You know, you explained to me the situation. I'm with a bunch of guys. We're in business. I'm going hard. I want to, you know, perform at my absolute best. So I'm not thinking about my wife at home. And you were very honest with me. And you're like, look, that's got nothing to do with you, babe. I love you so much. But when I'm at work, I'm in a different mode. There are different chemicals pumping in my body. I do not want to be romantic. I do not want to be texting you lovey-dovey text messages because I'm in a very intense masculine grind environment. And so having you explain that to me actually was really helpful for me to say, okay, like, I get it. But what if I do need to get in contact with you? How do we handle that? Because you just ignoring me, like, what if I really do need you? And that's where we came up with a three call rule that you're going to ignore the first two phone calls that I make. But on the third one, you'll answer no matter who you're with. And so things like that, I I started to understand where you were coming from instead of just seeing it from my perspective, because at the time I was a stay at home wife. So I didn't feel like I had much of a life. So everything I did revolved around you, you know, cooking you food and making meals and all of this. So when I felt like, oh, I'm reaching out to you and now you're not responding, I did feel alone and I did feel like I'm a bit lost. But once you really did explain to me everything, I was like, okay, look, you have to see it from his perspective, because he's going out and he's having a tough day too. So as much as I like to think, oh, but I'm a, I'm alone and woe is me, he also is out there working hard, busting his ass, and I need to respect that. And it doesn't mean I have to just like give up everything I want, I just have to respect it, and then we come together and find that happy medium where we're both happy on both sides. Although, in fact, and now I'm just kind of talking on a tangent here. Um, in fact, only today, like 10 minutes before I came to set, we were texting back and forth, and you text me back K. And that was one, like, it may have been silly, but that was one thing that I said to you. Like, I don't like you just responding K as, as, a, as in OK. Right. Because it's just like, what, you, you don't even have the time for the O? And it may be silly, and it may be um, pathetic, and... Um, minor but it really bothered me and so I just said to you babe like please if you if you don't mind like you text all of your work colleagues and everyone you text all of them k I want the o so since and so today funny you text me k and you're like oh shit sorry I actually meant okay I know you don't like that and we had that discussion like it was was like 10 years ago we had that discussion
0: Literally, as I'm apologizing for that, someone else texts me, okay? Really? Yeah, I was like, that is hysterical.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. But I said that to you like 10 years ago. And even to this day, you still respect that. And it doesn't mean that you're not gonna slip up, but you still immediately caught yourself and you went, oh, sorry, babe. Mm. In those moments, and I don't know if other women can relate to this, but in those moments, like, when someone says you're just being emotional, it's your hormones, you wanna fight back and say, stop using that as an excuse, as a defense mechanism, right? Stop deflecting, right? Stop trying to blame me that it's my emotions. No, you actually did this. That was what I wanted to say. And then it hit me, the thing that we have kind of agreed upon, you know, years ago, where it's like the, we call it, what is it? The, um, God, the anorexic, uh, what do you, the phrase you use?
0: Well, so we've always codenamed, it, code-named like, it, act like you have to, we don't have a tight way of saying it. So it's always, I know that I would make an amazingly good anorexic. So I have said to you in the past, like, and what
1: do you mean by that? Cause that's that
0: I have the discipline to get myself in trouble. Right. So Cause... when it comes to dieting, I used to be 60 pounds heavier. And so when I was dieting, it was very easy for me to, um, just, not eat, not eat, not eat, I could skip the meals, I could do all the suffering, all of that. Right. And those are incredibly powerful things and I love that about myself, I'm very proud of that. But I know that there's also a point where you, you have the mentality of an anorexic, where you can no longer see what the outside world sees. So you become very obsessed with a thing, right? Not eating, getting skinny, um, like whatever it is that an anorexic is obsessing over. And I remember looking at an anorexic Because, you know, we were in the health field, so this was like a very natural thing for me to be looking at. I'm looking at it and going, oh, dear God, like they they're so proud of their ability to not eat, to push it off, to suffer for a goal that they become truly delusional and they can't see from the outside world. But it's so painfully obvious to everyone else. So I said, I recognize that in myself. Mm -hmm. I understand how my discipline can take me down a path that is either positive or it can spill over into the negative. So I said, as somebody who recognizes that about themselves, I'm going to give you the keys and say, if ever, like, I'm just going to trust you. I know that there is a potential where I cross over into an area where it's no longer actually moving me towards anything that's positive. So you just tell me. You be my sanity check. If you ever tell me, hey, you're taking it too far, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to fight. I'm just going to go, okay, cool. Then, and I'll stop here. Sanity
1: check. That's a nice phrase.
0: So... That having that is, is very important. Right. So yeah, we need like a, a nice simple phrase. Sanity That's check. what we use sanity check. Yeah, like it doesn't carry the weight, but yes.
1: Yeah. So in knowing that, I you had reminded me like, hey, look, we had discussed that your emotions are gonna start to change. Um you need to like trust me or do you trust me? Because if you do, then you need to know that I've got your best interest at heart. And if I have your best interest at heart, um when I say like babe, this is an emotions, this is your emotions, know that I'm not using that to defend myself. Like, the goal is to get to um, a, a place where we can fix this. And so because you have shown in the past that you don't defend yourself, right? You always admit when you're wrong, you admit if you've messed up or if you've said certain things or whatever, like you're, you're very open to that and you've proven that in the past. So if I know that about you, and right now in this discussion, no matter how right I feel about my emotions, I need to turn around and acknowledge that maybe it is my um, the chemical imbalance in me, and then I have to kind of let go. And when we had that discussion, even though, again, I felt like, no, this is real to me, it's real and what my brain is telling me is real versus what actually is happening. And so, yeah, I walked away from that discussion and I just said, okay, well, I know he loves me, right? The questions I always ask myself. I know he loves me. I know he cares for me. I know he always wants the be- what's best for me and what's best for our relationship. And I know he never defends himself when he knows he's wrong. So putting all these together, it was really weird and hard to go, you know what, it must be my emotions and it must be uh, right now some chemical imbalance that I'm going through. Um, And that kind of just then let me bring my defences down. And I think that you then saw that I was willing to um, fix it and willing to open up and be vulnerable. And Because that becomes very vulnerable when you do that, where you just say like, oh, I can't trust trust what my brain is telling me. Like that's a very... um, scary acknowledgement and I think because I trust you so much and because we've got so many years of experience um of trusting each other and knowing that we're not using it against each other for our own selfish benefits yeah I um it was such a powerful lesson that I learned and so yeah I just really wanted to talk about it
0: So from my perspective, it's not a scary thing to admit. It is very weird. And the reason that it's weird is because in that moment you feel justified, it feels real. And this is something that I talk a lot about is I don't trust my emotions like I don't have I don't distrust them. I just don't have an inherent trust of them. I have an emotion and I say, okay, is this going to help me? Is this going to serve me? Is this the direction that I want to be going in? And if it's not, then I don't indulge it. I recognize it. I say, okay, cool. I have this emotion, but am I going to continue down this path? Yes or no? That is a choice. So I can't necessarily choose to have the feeling the emotion is going to be what the emotion is going to be. Mm. And going back to when I was really like going hard to get lean and I just wanted to keep doing it through diet. It's, I find it way easier to not eat a meal than I find to do cardio. And you kept pushing me to do cardio instead of um, Cutting cutting my meals. And that was really pissing me off. And it was like, Look, I've, that, what you're asking me to do I hate is hard and the thing that I'm doing is nice and easy. And so for you to go, one, it's very important to recognize. You have to let the person like, really go deep into crazy land before you say you're being crazy. I just want to be really, really clear about that. And
1: by that. the way, do not use the word crazy. I'm, I'm saying when you're talking to your partner, don't say you're acting crazy.
0: When talking to your partner, I was about yes. to like diatribe no, no, on no, you no, no. Talking uh, to your about people being overly sensitive about words, but yes. Because let me tell you, you want partner, someone to put sure your defenses down, up? Yeah. 100%. You're not
1: bringing them to the place where you feel Correct. like they need to be. You're actually pushing them away. Correct. So yeah. When, if you say like, why are you acting crazy? Like that would have, that would have escalated the emotion, not no de escalated the
0: emotion. No question. So you need to let them go into crazy land (laughs) without calling them crazy, but you need to let them go really like deep into it where, you know, okay, this isn't like, I'm not just being overly sensitive to where they're at. Like they're definitely, and the way that I think about it is I have so much history with you. Like I know when you're acting outside of your normal Mm -hmm, frame of behavior. mm -hmm. So I'll be like, wow, this really isn't like her and then it's like jesus this really isn't her and then about the third jesus i'm like <laughs> okay now's where we very delicately broach it and having planted that seed earlier to say look i it's very predictable what you're about to go through mm. so and now like we're in that zone and to to talk through look when you feel an emotion feels very real i know you feel justified and i'm not even saying that i haven't done myriad things Wrong that have gotten a re and by wrong I mean have gotten a reaction from you that I'm not looking for, have mm-hmm. made you feel a way that mm-hmm. I don't want you to feel, right? I want you to feel protected, secure, loved, all of those things. So clearly, like even just to acknowledge that given your current state, the way that I'm reacting to the situation, the way that I'm handling you, treating you. It's not getting the reaction that I want. So I fully own that. Mm. Now, having said that, we are getting into the point where your reaction is atypical. And I think we have to factor in the fact that you um, have gone off the pill and that that's framing things for you. And these are like, that's not a quote, but that's essentially exactly what I said. I wasn't like, bitch, you're acting crazy. (laughs) Um, You know, to your point, like that would have just been ridiculous and would not have gotten any of either of us where we wanted to go. So that's really important, but you have to let, you can't just be like, the second you're like, I detect something is off that you say, oh, you're, you know, you're mm-hmm. acting off. This is all because of that. It's like, you really, you need to leave a pretty significant buffer before you jump in with that.
1: Yeah. And that's interesting. Cause that's something you did again. That's actually very powerful. It's like, yes, it's my emotions. Yes. It's my hormones, right. That are made, um, allowing me to feel like this and steering me in that direction. But it wasn't just like, okay, it's your emotion, so you deal with it. You're like, look, this is real, like you said. It is an actual um, thing that you're encountering. So even if it's an imbalance, we need to still address that it's happening. So what can I do? And this is what you said to me. So what can I do to help with as you go through this transition period? It wasn't, it's an imbalance, so you need to get your shit together, right? It was... This is the reason, but let's fix it together. And knowing that we were in it together, feeling supported that you weren't just then judging me for being like, I can't believe that she got upset over that, right? It was like, okay, you got upset over that. Let's talk about it. Um, It is because of your emotions, but what can I do differently to help you get through it? And that was, again, like such a... the right way to respond because I didn't feel like I was alone. I didn't feel like... um, you know, because I am then trying to work on centering myself, bringing my emotions, telling myself like, "Look, this isn't normally you. <clears throat> you know yourself better than that. You know your husband better than that." But still, when you're doing it alone, it's not as um, it's not an, as easy.
0: But now let's have the real conversation. Yeah. When you're acting crazy, you do need to acknowledge I'm acting crazy and I do need to get my shit together. Like that. Yes, people. So I love that. You focus on what the other person should do and how to facilitate that and all of it. But one of the most important things about people to understand in a relationship is at the end of the day, you've got to take ownership. At the end of the day, you've got to be doing the work. At the end of the day, the person that really has to get it together is the person that's going through that hard thing. And when you don't do that, like for instance, when I used to get so I've said this a thousand times. I don't get angry easily, but when I get angry, then I stay angry. And that was a hard thing in at the beginning of our relationship and I thought this isn't helping. This doesn't serve me. And so I need to be able to get out of this situation. I didn't put that on you. I said I need to do something to yeah. make sure that not only is it hard to make me mad, but that once I get mad, it's measured in seconds, not even minutes, certainly not hours. Mm-hmm. And so I put in that effort. You did the work this time of saying, hey, I get it. I can't just intrinsically or inherently trust my emotions. I need to process through this. I need to build a path to getting where we wanna go. Um, That's really, really important. Right, yeah. So we've probably gone pretty deep on this.
1: But then taking that into then this question about communication and tactics, I really do believe one of the most powerful things couples can do is learn from the past, right? It's like riding a bike. Okay, you get on the bike, you fall off, you go, oh shit, what did I do wrong? So then you adjust. just, your foot position you adjust your balance like you keep adjusting until you can ride the bike and I kind of think of that as like in our relationship where it's like we've been together for 17 years we're married for 15 all the things that we know about each other all the things that we learn needs to be taken into account when moving forward so if you know for instance that someone gets anxious when um that the family comes over I don't know just pulled that out but let's say someone gets anxious whenever their in-laws come over. Um, As the other half recognize that in the past, they felt anxious about their partners, their in-laws coming over, sit with them and go, what can we do differently? How can I assist in you not being anxious? Or saying like, instead of pretending it's not going to happen this time, like, oh, this time I really hope that my wife or my husband doesn't get anxious because my in-laws or because the in-laws are coming, sit down and go, this is a pattern This is something that happens in the past. So instead of just waiting till we get there again and then dealing with it, like what are the things that we can do to know not to get there in like next time? And then if you keep doing that, right, because you're never I don't think you're ever going to get it like right off the bat. I think that it has to be learning and adjusting and training, in essence, like at the gym. So keep doing it. Keep talking with your partner about how to change things, what the other person can do to support you when you're going through this, if you know it's going to be anxiousness or stress or whatever. Talk about it. Figure out what each other can do to help then when you when it happens i'm sure at some point something's going to go wrong or not i'm sure but you know there's nothing's ever going to be perfect so once that occasion happens then sit down again after and say okay we thought we had it down pat we thought we had a system or i thought i you would explain to me how to support you but i don't think i did a good enough job what can we do next time and then keep improving instead of repeating the same problem over and over like if it's predictable then adjust accordingly. And so like with the pill, where you felt like it was very predictable, we discussed the fact that it was predictable. And going into it actually helped me get back out of it because you had said it was predictable. Otherwise, I don't think I would've gotten there as quickly. So I think I would have pushed back a bit on the emotion thing, but because you had literally said it before I even got off the pill, I remembered it. And I went back to, oh, yeah, he actually said that in we call it our sober moments. Right. Where it's like before anything's actually happened and you're not reacting on emotion. That, um, yeah, do it in your sober moments, because it really, really, really helped me recognize it when I was feeling it.